the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. You are listening to Mississippi's number one sports talk show, The Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming worldwide live on the Out of Bounds Radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. The Zone. Whoa. That was a lot. Good morning. Welcome in. I thought Tom Luganville was really, really good. We taught Dan Campbell in the Detroit Lions, which is an amazing story. I think we need we, we, we like to lose sight of that, don't we? Just because they lost. Nobody's ever supposed to lose, especially now with Twitter X. Uh, what an amazing story. Have you ever built a business in three years that was absolutely on the bottom? Dirt. How many people have done that? Not many. Less no, than 1%. No. You ever built a business from, from the ground up, from dirt, that was either in shambles or just started. And in three years, you were, you know, at the top of your game in industry. That's what Dan Campbell did with the Detroit Lions. We are the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, brought to you by the amazing steaks, bourbon, and vino, according to Wine Spectator at Kessler Prime and the Renaissance. How about some homemade hot tamales? Homemade hot tamales. A little porterhouse. Pair it with some wilderness trail weeded bourbon or straight rye. They got 97 points. That's right. 97 out of 100 points. Kesselprime.com to make a reservation. I've got Jason with me. I am your host, Bo Bounds. Uh, The Will Rogers story hit. I don't know what day that was. I guess it hit Friday. So Thursday, I drove to uh, Pearl River Resort. And got to see all my people up there, and I love them. And by the way, Mom and M's at the Golden Moon, the super cool whiskey craft beer bar and restaurant. Mom and M's and Philip M's both have Wilderness Trail bourbon. Because I went by to check, because that's what I do. I had to go by Mom and M's before I went to Philip M's to make sure they had it, and they did. Um, so that's something to think about is you want to bet 50, play 30 at Pearl River Resort. Bet 50 at the sports book. Tomorrow's going to be 64 degrees. Bet 50, wow. play 30. <laughs> grab a client, grab a buddy, bet 50 bucks on the Super Bowl or State Ole Miss tomorrow night in hoops at the Pavilion. Bet, 30, bet 50, play 30 at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. All right, so the Will Rogers story, I don't read Mississippi Today, obviously, but Rick Cleveland dropped an article on um, Will Rogers and Wyatt Rogers, his dad, and and so on. And basically, the article throws Zach Arnett under the bus, which is ridiculous. Um, well, we've gone over this a million times on the show. It, it's still a big. It's still having a big impact in Starville when you when you lose a Hall of Fame coach suddenly, who's got years left ahead of him. Yeah, to coach, and he's coming off a. Nine win. I mean, a good season, not a great, but a good season. Um, and a bowl game down in South Florida, uh, and things are are looking good. And Mike Leach was, I mean, again, his fingerprints were on the games yesterday. It's incredible. <laughs> uh, and he dies suddenly. There's there's a disruption, and it's it's sad, and it's it's so on. And uh, and so this hit piece um, goes into you know Zach Arnett promised us this and this happened and this well 
If you heard me all during the offseason, Jason, and you didn't, but you were here, you did an internship with us to graduate from Ole Miss. Right, yeah. In March. So you heard me talk about it some, and you of were course. here in April and a little bit of May. And then you became full-time in late June. Okay, so you heard me talk about the past, I mean, how many times in the history of the state of Mississippi in the in the main three sports, it's state Ole Miss and Southern Miss, has one of them lost a coach while he was coaching? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of a big deal. And they did what they had to do at the moment. And the bottom line here is um, Will Rogers was very fortunate to play Power 5 football at the quarterback position because Leach's um, system, the air raid, and because he is so brilliant, such a genius, he is able to elevate quarterbacks. I mean, we talked to one of their starters at Texas Tech, and he was like, dude, I, come on. I had no business playing. <laughs> Not only did Jeez. I play, but I threw up big numbers. All right? I mean, we, we Blake and I got on the phone years ago when Leach got hired here, and we talked to all these guys, okay? And we had a bunch of them on the show. And then some of them wouldn't come on the show because of what they were doing. We couldn't right, get Wes right. Welker to come on the show because at that time he was an assistant coach with the San Francisco 49ers. And Danny, Am- Danny Amendola was doing something. So, But we got, we got guys to come on. Uh, Leach, because of his brilliance and so on, elevates QBs, obviously. Of course, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Will was very for, I mean, Will is more G5 talent. There's nothing wrong with that. He's limited um, athletically, size-wise, and everything else. He's been well-coached since he was little and so on. Throwing Zach Arnett under the bus is ridiculous. And the fact that some Mississippi State people took it and ran as gospel is sad and Golly gee shucks gullible, which I don't do. There's enough of that in the South, and I'm not into it. Um, I thought it was poorly done. Uh, it's unfortunate. I hope that the the Rogers family can step back and go, wow, we were blessed to play Power 5 football. They're, they were tied to Ole Miss. Ole Miss never sniffed there. I can promise you if Ole Miss believes, if you're a legacy and they believe you can play at all, they take you. They're coming. It is proven, it is proven, it is proven. They never, ever, ever went to Brandon and offered. All of us would love to play at Millsaps, Mississippi College, you know, UT Chattanooga, Middle Tennessee, Arkansas State. These are all, if your son or daughter play at any of those schools, any sport, it's amazing. Mississippi Gulf Coast, uh, Whatever. Delta State. Delta Del- State's amazing. I got a friend's <laughs> son who may be the starting quarterback there this year. That If you start there in football, basketball, women's hoops, whatever it is, it's awesome. Especially and if you start at first base, shortstop, or right field and hitting the three-hole, that's incredible. The bottom line is, and all we heard about how, from that group was, this was going to be better because this offense was going to take some pressure off a of will because they were going to run the football more. Look, you can't transition from the air raid to anything else, especially without a mobile quarterback, and it worked. It's been proven. Tommy Tuberville can flat-out coach. He replaced Mike Leach at Texas Tech and got out of there. Yeah. Let me say that again. Tommy, I got to see what Tommy Tuberville did up close at Ole Miss. They had... They had had an interim coach in Jolie Dunn, who I like, but he's not a head coach. They were on probation. He flipped the program in 24 months. 
He can coach football. He left David Cutcliffe an insane roster. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> no, I'm serious. 1999 roster that uh, Tommy Tuberville left David Cutcliffe, loaded. Loaded with NFL players. Ask Todd Wade, among others. But, um, so, uh, I think instead, embrace what happened. Um, you were able to play at a level higher than your skill set because Leach is a genius. It fit. He would have never played under Moorhead because Moorhead's not good enough to elevate that kind of talent at the Power 5 stage. It was just good enough to win some games because Leach is brilliant. And so, you know, I throwing Zach Arnett under the bus is ridiculous. It is. And all we heard during the offseason was this was going to be better because they were going to take pressure off of Will to run the football. Well, you know, things went haywire. You had a new coach who got thrown in the mix and and so on. And I think it's virtually impossible to transition to anything. And no one else, as Graham Harrell told us, who played under Leach, and at that time was the Southern Cal offensive coordinator. Nobody else runs what Leach runs. They don't. He said, I don't run that air raid. Yeah, which is obvious. (laughs) We are the Out of Bounds Show. The Ag Up Equipment Text Line, 601-885-3776. Good morning. Welcome in. We'll have Jeff Duncan, NOLA.com, Saints NFL insider. He's covered, you know, the Saints, the Titans, NFL for 30 years. He'll join us at 930. We'll, we will do a little Saints, but we'll also talk about the Super Bowl and championship games yesterday. Man, crushed that my Detroit Lions, Jason, didn't make it. I know, and I was, well, the main thing, I don't know if you've seen all these videos and everything, how people are so tired of seeing Patrick Mahomes' wife and Taylor Swift, how they were making edits, like hype videos for Lamar Jackson saying, you're our last hope to stop Patrick Mahomes in a Taylor Swift Super Bowl. I mean, it was dramatic. Uh, of course, I wanted the Lions to win, but I really wanted Lamar just to just to get past all that. You know what I mean? Yeah. To get past the Taylor Swift thing? Well, yeah, to get us all past it. You know, so we could watch a Super Bowl where the main storyline is Lamar could win his first Super Bowl or the the Lions are in the... But then we just get 2020 all over again. (laughs) So Chiefs and Taylor Swift fatigue has set in with a certain group of people. Yeah. And then there's another group who love it, right? Oh, for sure. But I think they are getting to that point where they're winning too much. Like, we like you, and then you start winning, and then we like you, and then you win, and then we're like, okay, we want something new. (laughs) Like the Warriors. Yeah. When the Warriors started winning. You liked Steph Curry at first because he was the cool three-point guy. No doubt. And then he started winning it all the time. And then now Patrick Mahomes is the same way. I mean, Mm. pretty absurd. Mm-hmm. 
for the last five Super Bowls? Come on. Yeah, I'm rooting. Well, I guess I'm rooting for the 49ers. You've got to be. I like Debo. I, I want George Kittle to get his first, though, you know, because... I like George Kittle. Yeah, You know, that game again, and McCaffrey. I think Shanahan seems like a pretty cool guy. Oh, that's a beer guy. You, you think? Yeah, that's a that's a sit down nah, at the I bar. Think, I think Shanahan's more uh, of a Tito's vodka martini with three olives straight up, which is still awesome. Mm. I highly recommend. But I mean, I don't drink them often. But man, when you do get one, and it's right, you know, yeah. it's it's a beautiful thing at a great restaurant on a Friday. I, you know, that doesn't fit in our wheelhouse Sunday through Thursday, right? Okay. Right. Um, but yeah, a, a vacation, surfing deer, 30A, everything's nice, good weather, a late May afternoon, totally chilled, Tito's vodka, martini, three olives. No, I think Shanahan's a, a Cabernet Franc guy. I don't know. You So you, you mm. seem to he can, he can smash a, a Stella or a Bush Light and hang out. I think it has to be a draft premium beer. Okay, so like a big, like a big time craft beer um, that's made really well, like Key City. Exactly, because he's just gonna have one. Urban South, right out of New Orleans. Yeah, good Urban South. What was that? Who dat? They the, got the Who dat beer and who the dat? mango. Who dat? Who dat? Oh yeah, you gave me the mango one too, which is delicious. We have another one over there. Yeah. But yeah, I'd say he has to be like a, a crispy draft craft beer guy, and and, and it's just going to be one, so it's got to have a good flavor. Maybe a golden ale, maybe that Mississippi Queen, ooh, blonde ale, Mississippi Queen. Uh, but you know that's I, I could see him as a beer guy, not slamming him, okay, per se. But all right, also so after- Pebble Beach, so he's out in the Bay Area, right? So here's where you're going with that: either a Stella Artois, which is a big time premium beer. Or a really, really well-made craft beer is what you're saying. No doubt. And I, I think... That's fair enough. Well, Andy Reid looks like a craft beer. Yeah, Reid... <laughs> well, Reid looks like a guy who can sit down with five slabs of ribs and go, hold my beer. <laughs> and don't bring a cup of the baked beans. Just bring the pot. <laughs> Is that fair? Yeah, no, he's the, he's the guy that kind of like wiggles his fingers a little bit before he grabs another rib. He's like, ooh, don't mind if I do. One of those kind of guys. Yeah. yeah, and then he doesn't like, he doesn't pour the barbecue sauce on top. Oh, no? No, that's a dipper. Every bite gets a dip. Okay. Wouldn't you say? Oh, I love that. I mean, he's he's not like a, a cover and you're done, don't touch it anymore kind of guy. Right. He's reapply, reapply. Yeah. In fact, he probably put some baked beans on the slab. Mmm. I've never done that. Anyway, um, okay, well, I'm glad that we framed up, um, who was it, Buzz Williams, the head basketball coach at Texas A&M in the first hour after Ole Miss went to A&M in College Station and won. And we kind of pegged him as a high school chemistry teacher with a trust fund um, who dresses, I mean, impeccable. To the nines. Okay, has a Range Rover, can pull that off at Macaulay because... He's got a Hyundai and change coming out of a, a trust fund, right? Oh, yeah. And while everybody else is vacationing in Orange Beach, Destin, and 38, which are super nice, he gets to go to Europe for two weeks on a Macaulay salary as the junior chemistry teacher because of the trust. And and he can lease a Range Rover every three years right. or however many, you've four, three or four years. 
All right, back to uh, Kyle Shanahan. Am I for the 40? I've got to be for the – I can't be for the Chiefs. No. I love no, Rob Jay. On. Rob Jay is, is a huge Chiefs fan. I got to be for the San Francisco 49ers. And I mean, I'm trying and, to figure out who I really like on that team. I'm a big fan of Kittle. Who else? I like. Did you see Kittle pancake Aiden Hutchinson? I did. Yikes! Uh, a big fan. Those of Those are Kittle. two big men, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, I do really just because he had to suffer early in his career. Christian McCaffrey, big fan of him. Okay, I mean, just you know, since he had the well, ever since I saw him at Stanford, but. Ever since he, you know, was at the Panthers and wasn't getting his time. The same thing with Baker. I wanted Baker to succeed. But those are probably my big two. Do are you like part of the underdog Brock Purdy story? Do you want do you want him to win it because of that? Or is no. it kind of like we've had I mean, our- I don't dislike him or really like him. Uh you know, he's fine. I thought him using his legs in the second half was brilliant. Mm-hmm. And it was just an absolute dagger to the Lions. Um and I think you have to do that in the playoffs when things are going haywire and, and you know, it's not, everything's not perfect. Right. I, I'm not saying it is in the regular season, but there's just a different level of physicality that one is allowed to take place in January mm-hmm. and two that happens because both, both teams know survive in advance, lose and go home. Right. Um, so I recognize, I mean, do I think he's, you know, I think he's a nice player. And Shanahan's brilliant, and and like and he used his legs and Debo and 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 Kittle and and McCaffrey and Ayuk. Uh, Ayuk. <laughs> uh, what 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 about that play? Luck on, that and was, skill. Yeah, I get it. But man, 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 that was uh, that was one of the daggers for the lines. You know that guy had it played well, and it 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 bounces off of him, and your guy catches it. That's that's like the Auburn Georgia you, right? catch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh you remember the Auburn Georgia catch where it bounces that's off? <laughs> yeah, no, I remember that in yeah. the Ole Miss game. I remember the oh. Auburn Georgia game. After oh, right. They, they were right. Uh, you know, because Auburn gets to go to the national championship game, Jason. Mm-hmm. And then the next week they got the the crazy, you know, uh kick six or whatever. Yeah. Um but or or maybe it was two weeks later. But but it Insane. was at the end of the right. season. Yeah. And so yes, I remember Auburn, Georgia, because that rivalry has been unbelievable uh, for years. And then I remember uh Chad Kelly and Adaboyjo? Yes. Okay. It was yeah, and it I remember off bouncing the off the Alabama player and the catch. Yeah. So Auburn, Georgia, Ole Miss, Bama, and San Francisco and Detroit. It's a pretty wild group there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, speaking of ribs, let's smash some ribs this week from Fleetway Market and the Market Cafe in Gluckstadt. Ooh. In honor of Andy Reid and his mustache. Yes. Who can take down 47. Y- yes. He he he's a he's a five or six slab guy. <laughs> yeah. Are you gonna finish those? He's that guy. Yeah. Uh Andy Reid. All right, so ribs, Fleetway Market, and the Market Cafe in Gluckstadt. Jeff Duncan will join us. NOLA.com. Remember, he wrote the book, Peyton and Breeze. It is so good. If you're looking for something in the offseason, he had all access to both Sean Peyton and Drew Breeze. It's a great book. Behind the scenes of how NFL teams are run. Hey, we're powered by Superior Foundation. For all your foundation repairs, Jason, superior.ms.
All right. Good morning. Welcome in. I'm your host, Bo Bounds. Want to thank you for going to Spotify, searching Out of Bounds with Bo Bounds. That's where our podcast is, Spotify. Search Out of Bounds with Bo Bounds. Chris Hopwood on Friday, the director of the sports book for the Time Out Lounge, Golden Moon Casino. Um, Chris Hopwood was great. Last segment of the show on Friday. 9.30. He told stories of living in Vegas for 17 years. And um, I thought they were great. Jason, did you enjoy that? It's so funny whenever you always hear crazy stories about people betting a little, winning a ton. And you never think it actually happens. Right. So him talking about, well, the main one that caught my eye was a guy going up with a hundred grand, betting on a boxing fight. Cash. Uh, in a what do you say a Starbucks bag? Yeah, <laughs> like, like that. You know like, what? That's just that's just a Monday in Vegas. That's like movie stuff. Yeah, and it's crazy that you say that's a regularity. Just people walking in. Yeah, let me get eighty grand on Canelo, or let me go well, <laughs> one fifty on the Kansas City Chiefs. Which can you imagine? <laughs> but ooh, and now the Chiefs third game in a row not being favored. You think Mahomes is going to burst out of his own skin or what? Um, no, I don't. I don't. I think, uh, look, man, the, the Chiefs have, have found the, uh, the recipe for success. Yeah. You know who we're not talking about? Steve Spagnola. Because it's cool to talk Mahomes of and course. Kelsey and Taylor Swift, right? And uh, what's his name? Pacheco? Yeah. Um, that guy. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, that's fun, and I get it. But uh, Steve Spagnola is the defensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs. Chris Jones. They're the MVP. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Spagnola was the architect behind the 2007 Giants winning. And obviously, they were defense-driven, Spagnola-driven in 2007 when they won the Super Bowl. This will be – he's won two there. They have had some unbelievable defensive performances in the playoffs, it's not all Mahomes throwing for 400 no, and no. four TDs during all these runs. Is Mahomes unbelievable? Yes. Steve Spagnola and the Chiefs defense were amazing against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. After Lamar and the Ravens scored, they shut him down for the most part. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. for a big chunk of the game. They were frustrated. Now, do I understand why they dropped back 82% of the time with Lamar? I don't. But these guys know more than I do. Okay. I wouldn't have. Um, did I think Detroit went away a little bit from Smash Mouth football? But granted, you can't drop when you're in the end. You can, do, you know, high school drop passes, college drop passes all the time, right? In the NFL, when they throw it in your hands, I mean, right there, you got to catch it. Yes. Dan Campbell and the Lions golf. I thought he delivered a couple of times when his dudes let him down. Even Laporta, who's phenomenal, I oh, like. Yeah. Him, okay. Huge. I love him. I think all these guys are amazing. They're they're it's they're all going 100 miles per hour on the field with the best athletes. It's so much higher level of a game than college, and, uh, obviously. But I don't know if all of our college football fans really wrap our brain around the speed and the elite athletes that you have on an NFL field. But let me back up here because we were talking about something else. We are the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone, ESPN, brought to you by the PK Grills at FS1 Concepts in Pearl. Now, they sell commercial-grade, 
restaurant equipment to restaurants and hotels and businesses. They're locally owned. All right. Um, FS1 Concepts in Pearl. It's over there by Puckett. And they, but they've got a showroom of unbelievable barware and kitchenware and PK grills. You need one for the Super Bowl in March Madness. PK grills, FS1 Concepts in Pearl. I've got Jason with me. I'm your host, Bo Bounds. I guess I'm going to have to, let's, let's go back to where we were. We, we're, we're ESPN 105.9 The Zone. I'm going to have to go with the 49ers. Yeah, I think you would start a riot if you didn't. Who's going for the Chiefs? I think there's a lot of people. Uh, I mean, maybe, you know, in the area, you know, in Missouri. But is there really like a, a giant Chiefs fan base nationwide? Uh, real fans, not just like jump on, oh, now we're going to be Bengals fans when they're in the Super Bowl. And now we're going to be Rams fans since they won, like, Real fans outside of Missouri, maybe some Kansas. Who's going for the Chiefs? Swifties. Ooh, that's, that's a big a, group. That's a good point. I think they'll have the female audience because of uh, Taylor Swift and Kelsey. Yeah, I could. And Miranda said herself, she was like, as much as I don't like Taylor Swift, it is good that women are starting to watch football, no matter the reason. Women had already started watching football. It was the ones... So, like I've talked about on this show, and when you walk into Vault-Hemingway or Davis-Wade Stadium, uh, 50% of the fan base in there is women. Oh, yeah. When you go to Saints games, and we've been to several over the years, at least 50% of the Caesar Superdome is women. Um, When we started, it was single digits, under 5% female audience. Today... We've actually got a quantitative profile from a couple of years ago that's higher than this, but we're 25% female, okay? And so they're already watching, and they're watching at a level where it's they're not uneducated fans. Yeah, they they yeah. understand first down. You get four downs to get a first down. They understand punting. I mean, you know, they're smarter than us a lot of t- the overwhelming majority of the time uh, when it comes to being able to actually discuss sports because when guys meet up in the afternoons, we're dumber than dumb. Oh, yeah. No doubt. I mean, we just, our IQ, just, woo, gone. Happy hour coaching. Yes. It's the best. Happy hour coaching <laughs> is .056 IQ. Is that good? Yeah. No, that's pretty solid. And that may be high. <laughs> um, But the bottom line is uh, it's going to be Las Vegas, the Swifties and Taylor Swift, the 49ers are a massive fan base, Jason. They're in oh, a yeah. major metropolitan. So Kansas City's a flyover state, okay? Even though in the NFL, you can be Kansas City, New Orleans, and Green Bay and be huge, right? Because the NFL right, yeah. is top 50 shows every year or NFL games. But don't sleep on the fact, Jason, that San Francisco is a massive market. Not that the Super Bowl needs this to to grab a huge share. That's not what I'm talking about. Right. But their fan base, it, it is, I don't know how many people are in the massive Bay Area, six, seven million. And all the people that have moved out there, but uh, out of there, but live in different places over the years because of jobs and stuff. Um, it, it's big. And the 49ers already have Super Bowls and they haven't won one since George Seifert and Steve Young in the 90s, before you were born. But that was a fun team, man. They went and smoked the San Diego Chargers. 
Um, so I'm going to go with the 49ers. Not because of Brock Purdy. I do like Shanahan, though. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's cool. He's brilliant. He's the best coach without a... Um, in fact, you know, we asked Steve Palazzolo, I was like, who would you hire right now? He was like, Shanahan. And he doesn't have a Super Bowl. Reed does. Harbaugh does. Sean Payton does. Belichick's not employed right now, but you know where I'm going. Right, right. So, um, going to be a tough task. Well, obviously. Yeah. But Vegas is going to be wild Ooh. next week. I was thinking about that. What what kind of celebration after whoever wins goes down when you win in Vegas? Man, when you win in Vegas. So, they'll stay the night, and then we see them get on the plane the next morning, regardless of where they are. I still remember the article written about Sean Payton in Miami and how hungover he was and the fact that the New Orleans, I mean, hung, oh, I mean, the, the article's amazing. I wish I could remember. Oh, I think it was ESPN.com, but but reading after the Saints beat the Colts and Sean Payton and everybody partied all night, and you ha- it is mandatory that you have to do the NFL press conference the next morning, the head coach and the MVP. And it talked about how the New Orleans Saints, I don't know what they call him, the media relations guy, which is a big job. Yeah, oh, The head guy, the number one guy, had to bang on Sean's door to get him up. (laughs) He was so hungover. Right? Come on, that's perfect. I know. I know. Um, And that's Sean, especially 15 years ago, you know? Right. When he was uh, right around 43 years old, I think, when he won it. Um, Maybe maybe 45, but still. And they went hard that that night. So, Shanahan will be able to do it because he's young. Reed, he'll probably go through the post-game party, have a beverage, and he's going to sleep. But, yeah, partying at the top of the Bellagio or the Venetian – or wherever you want to go is going to be even better than winning it in Miami or New Orleans or or SoFi in LA. You got to feel like the king of the world. Yeah, you're on the top. You know, priceless bottle of champagne, popping it in a penthouse. That's got to be insane. <laughs> Look, I I mean, I you know, I'm just a Mississippi kid, and when you go to Vegas, there's something in the air. I mean, it's crazy. Um, and, and, and you get around that energy and that vibe, um, we're far from a big wig, but can you imagine the, the party that will be thrown and planned for both teams, depending on what happens? Oh, I can't. And I, once they announced the Super Bowl, people were already, first thing they were posting, this is Taylor Swift's last concert. And this is how much time she has to get to the Super Bowl. It's already about her. Man, can we talk about how there's a guy that looks like an accountant throwing footballs in the Brock Super Bowl? Purdy? Yes. Yeah, Brock is... What does Brock look like? Pharmaceutical rep? No, no doubt. Or he sells uh, like medical equipment. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's a... Good dude. Really good career. You're friends with his parents, so you, you know them well. Yeah. yeah. Coaches, coaches uh, Little League, or whatever they call it now. E- exactly. Yeah. Travel ball. He was, Maybe a little dabbles. Um, in some, some travel ball. Uh, yeah, I think Brock Purdy is, or he's a junior associate at a mm. mid-sized law firm. Okay. I could see that. Yeah. Or pre-law. Like he's, he's pre, like, you know, grad school, he's still graduate because he doesn't look old. No. I mean, he looks 
He looks like he left Iowa State last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Iowa State High School. Yeah. And that guy, he doesn't shave. He doesn't need to. Nah, I, he's not. He, he doesn't have a lot of whiskers. <laughs> Maybe that's the superpower. Maybe he's like Benjamin Button throwing the football. He just keeps getting younger, keeps getting better. He's a nice player. But when the moment was on the line last night, he used his mobility. Mm-hmm. See, he doesn't look athletic. No. Or, or we don't think he is. Now we do this again. And yet, he was able to run around. Just as effective as a Lamar Jackson. At one point, he had you know 51 yards. I can't remember what he... What, what did Greg Olson say? I didn't have that on my, on my scratch pad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 51 yards of rushing for Brock Purdy, which is a lot, by Pretty the way, insane. in yeah. the NFL. Yeah. I know in college football and high school football for a quarterback, that's not a lot. But in the NFL, that is, that is burning and churning yards. Let's switch gears. Go local here. The Out of Bounds Show brought to you by RPT and Rick's Pro Truck. RPT Commercial in Pearl. Fleet vehicles. Where do you want to take them? Where do you want to take your fleet trucks and SUVs? RPT Commercial in Pearl. RicksProTruck.com. Let's talk a little Cam Matthews at Mississippi State beat a top 10 team again. On Saturday. That's two in less than a month. Both of these teams could win the national championship. In Tennessee with Connect, who's, I think, the best offensive player I've watched live in wow. the last several years, outside maybe of the Final Four that I went to in New Orleans a couple of years ago that had Kansas, North Carolina, Duke, and Nova, and there were some really, 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 really good players, uh, high-level, refined players. Um, Auburn has a national championship roster, and Bama... I think they do too. Also, this means that none of them could make the Final Four. But if you look at Estrada and Sears at Bama, you look at Ziegler and Connect at Tennessee, and then you look at Auburn and they're 10 deep and they're insane on the perimeter and down low and they can foul as much as they want. And it doesn't matter because of the depth on the team, right? Um, That is a big win where Cam Matthews, we talked about this last week. Who did, I, who did I name, Jason? I named two guys who needed to step up. Cam Matthews and DJ Jeffries. And they both did. Yeah, last Against week. I guess a team that on paper has more talent than them. It's got that more talent than anybody. <laughs> I think they do. I, I, think they may, I think they're the most talented team in the conference, and that's saying something with Tennessee, Bama, and Kentucky. All right? And at times we may be splitting hairs, and that's what we do as people who love to discuss sports. But um, Cam Matthews, 14 and 11. And DJ Jeffries, 12 rebounds. Wow. 23 rebounds between the two. They owned the glass. And then, of course, you know, Tolu had eight. That's 32 rebounds between three people (laughs) in college basketball. I want you to think about that. And then you mix in the fact that Josh Hubbard has ice water in his veins. Mm -hmm. Hub has the ability. He's so strong and athletic and gifted with the basketball that he has the ability to get his shot off. 
Now, I thought that they did a really good job moving the ball at times on the offensive end because Auburn's so long and so athletic. And Tolu's trying to find his game. He did make a clutch, clutch basket late in the game. Not taking anything away from him. He's still one of the most talented guys in the conference. But Matthews has to be the guy if they're going to double team, which you saw what Auburn was doing, swinging a guy over, especially underneath the basket, as soon as Tolu got the ball down in the deep post, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he also had the ability, I thought, on Saturday to kick it back out a little bit better than he had before, which is something he's got to do. Um, Matthews, 14 and 11. It, Jan's wanted a street fight. He he. He, and he's right. He, he couldn't beat them 94-92. If, if yeah, you get in a track no or even probably Auburn pulls away, let's just say 94-84, okay? Um, Jans knew he couldn't do that. I, I can't get in a track meet with all these thoroughbreds and they're 10 deep, and especially if, if multiple guys get in foul trouble, which doesn't affect Auburn really but does impact us because we're thinner now without Murphy and the and the whatever's name, the Marshall dude. Um but I was impressed and um God bless them. They can't shoot free throws, but they can do some other things like wipe the glass with thirty three rebounds for three dudes and Josh Hubbard, you know, hitting basket after basket. But I thought that one on the inbounds play with a minute thirty eight left, Jason, was something that you don't see in college basketball often. Do you see it in the NBA? Yes. But to take it full speed running and catch the ball and you're going away from the basket and square up and the dude's all over you and he fouled you and he didn't get called, that's fine, and drill that shot, that's big time. What did Jan say afterwards? I thought that was funny. He said he looked at me like he scored. It was over on the Mississippi State bench side. Right, right. He looked at Jan's. Jan's in the post game was like, he looked at me like he scored on me. <laughs> He's like, and what did Jan say? He was like, I'm with you. <laughs> um, Just ice cold. Ice cold. You're not going to do that every night. Uh, you know, period. I don't care. If, you know, obviously Josh is a freshman. He's going to have some good nights and some tough nights, but that's that's anybody. Auburn had several prolific scores that had rough games because DJ and Cam and, and Tolu were really physical on their players. Uh, Josh Hubbard started. First time to start. Um, about time. Uh, I like Davis. Um, he's a fringe Power 5 player at that level. Uh, playing Davis and Shaq Moore at the same time to me is a pretty big disadvantage. Um, so I thought Chris Jans, who's... I mean, we got we got Jans and Beard, and, and they're so good, but he... He pushed all the right buttons. Basically, it's a team that is filthy and loaded. And some of their players who don't start would start at some of the teams, including in this state, that are good basketball teams. Yeah. I want you to think about that. There's a couple. It's not a lot, but there's a couple of teams that have guys who aren't even starting who would start. Now, Hub would just started starting, and he would start on some teams. But that was no a doubt. freshman thing, yeah. getting worked in. I thought Jans waited... Uh, too long, but what do I know? The bottom line is is Josh was was fantastic. I guess an Auburn team that is so long on the perimeter and can disrupt, and they were physical with him, but he dropped 17 
um, on them, which against an Auburn team in 29 minutes. Again, Hub's not playing 38 minutes a game. Yeah. I want you to think about that. I mean, he dropped 25 on Tennessee. Played under 30 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. I mean, what's crazy, and you brought it up last week. You said all the big two need is just a little help. Right. You know, and Cam Matthews did more than a little help, and you see what happens. I mean, right. DJ Jeffries, too. But that, and we talked about how last, you know, the game against Florida was all about second chances, second chance shots for, for Florida, defensive rebounds. Absolutely. A complete flip. Yeah. I mean, and like and, you said, this is the second time they've beaten one of the best teams in the SEC or the what? country. Yeah. <laughs> Two of the best teams in the country are Tennessee and Auburn. Ole Miss goes on the road at college. That was a crazy game. Yes. That was a bipolar game. I mean, the swings. In the, I know there were lead changes and ties in the Auburn-Mississippi State game, and that's what that's what keeps us on the edge of our seat and coming back to watching sports. That's why live sports are so amazing and beautiful and amazing, right? Wonderful. We all loved playing sports when we were young and still do. I mean, heck, your church league basketball career is taken off. But the yeah, point is, is yeah, real is. quick, is that Ole Miss found the metal and the toughness on the road against an A&M team that's pretty good. Got They got players. Buzz Williams a hell of a coach mm-hmm. at Virginia Tech and, and at A&M. And this sets up for tomorrow night after Ole Miss um, – the ebb and flow and coming back and A&M tying it, hitting the three with 21.2 seconds left and holding on and all that. And some of the defensive possessions late, um, it just shows you that Morrell and Flanagan and your guy from the Bronx, Murray. Yeah. And Brakefield, um, you know, they're getting better too. So tomorrow I think will be a fist fight. And it's in the pavilion. And I expect it to be a close game. I mean, I really think, and if I could just say one thing about Beard, I was getting scared that this first season, not his career as coach at Ole Miss, but this first season was going to look a lot like a Kermit Davis season. Like a lot like you beat the teams that you're supposed to beat and then you lose to teams that are okay, good, or better. You know, that's what I was worried about. And finally, there was a, a signature win, a road Q1 win. Right. That is like, okay, well, maybe this team has a little juice. Maybe something can happen there. Oh, I, I think the team has some juice. Um, again, we've got uh, six more weeks till we get to Nashville. So there's a lot of ball to be played. But tomorrow night could, will be a lot of fun. Could be an epic one. We've had some over the years. And I can't wait for it to. Uh, are you going to the pavilion? I think I'm thinking about going tomorrow. Okay, I'm thinking about going to the game. Do you have your North Face pullover? I, I I'll put it on in my vineyard and, vines. And your my... in your uh, what do you say? Uh, on shoes? Yeah, on clouds. Yeah, on clouds. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, awesome. All right. Well, you'll be ready. No powder doubt. Blue? Yeah, I, I'll go powder blue. Pants and shirt. Uh might go khakis. Khakis in the powder oh, blue. Oh, that'd be perfect. Yeah. For, maybe, yeah. Maybe some Cole Hans. Oh, that looks just for you. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. We are the Out of Bounds Show. We're driven by your next Ford F one fifty truck. Mack Hike Ford. I fifty five North in Jackson. That's where you go to get your next pre owned or new Ford F one fifty truck. Mack Hike Ford.